Pump and Munch is brought to you by two guys with nothing better to do with their time and copious amounts of liquor. Let's play the fucking theme song. He has become a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. Hey, we ain't here to take walk anyway. How do you not know take me out to the ballgame? Don't talk to me! I'm working! Coming to you live, and maybe not so live, from opposite sides of the planet, please welcome Russ and Ben with Pomp and Munch. Thank you, incredibly deep-voiced announcer. I'm Russ. I'm Ben. And this is Pump and Munch. Not 100% sure on the title yet, but we'll see how we go until we get sued by actual pump and munch, because that could be a problem. (laughs) Celebrating Australia Day, a day late-ish, we're going to have a little debate, I guess debate, discussion, on the glories of Australia uh, from an outsider's point of view. Right, and I was, I'm looking at it like, you know, I lived in Australia for, uh, four four years six months at a time so two total years and i mean i'm not really interested in debating you know guns and you know any of the big stuff that you know everybody everybody likes well, it's to talk constantly about. discussed yeah like i i, I want to talk about like the fucking flies and <laughs> the shit what that flies? yeah right the you know the stuff that I had to deal with on a you know daily basis. One of the things one of the things that I didn't understand was uh, how I could be talking to someone and there'd be three or four flies on their face, and it would it was jarring because I would stop my conversation and they'd be like, "Well, what were you saying? I'm like, well, how are you still focused? There's three or four <laughs> flies on your face." And you just you're just totally happy with that, and you're used to it, and like I couldn't stop waving my hands, you know, trying to get these well, you, little flies off. You wave me. your hands for you know. Let, let, I'm I'm guessing you were talking to obviously adults at this point, not kids. But uh, you wave your hands for twenty years in your face, right? You realize it doesn't do jack shit because the fly is just going to come back, so you give up yes. until it goes in your mouth or up your nose. It's fucking sweet. <laughs> Right, but that that seems normal to you, maybe, but that's not, I can't, that doesn't process my brain. You know, I was uh, coaching the the Little League team at third base coach, and I'd be trying to give, like, the steal sign, and I'd end up wiping it off, and then putting on a hit and run, (laughs) and then putting on a bunt, and then wiping that off, and the game would just grind to a halt because I couldn't stop waving my hands around because these goddamn flies. Well, that, that's why we have the hats with the with the corks hanging down. You just give it a bit of a head flick and, and wave them away. <laughs> right. I, I Not that, that anybody I've seen has worn one in at least twenty years, other than Deadpool in the in the new Deadpool Australia Day video. Yeah, which is yeah, fantastic, I, actually. If, if I've you, seen the hats, I haven't actually seen, seen them in person. No, because no one fucking wears them. Right. When I was doing brick paving, I would wear a mosquito net yeah. on my face, and that was fine, except for, like... You can't eat or right, do you anything can't, else? Right, and the front of it would get, like, I don't know, <laughs> moist, I guess. <laughs> like, because it'd be... It would, it's not, like, a big, loose thing, or the one I had wasn't. 
Like it was kind of touching my nose and lips like the whole Ooh. time. You know what I mean? So it was. Yeah. And, yeah. and then the we, flies we've would had still some, be. But they're bigger and baggier. Yeah. Now that would have been better, but I didn't have options. I just took what I was given. And so it was a constant struggle. And like, for example, and the flies, like they're dumb, but they're really smart. They. Yeah. I'd be carrying. They'll find a way. Well, yeah, and I'd be carrying, uh, for example, I'd be carrying, loading a uh, wheelbarrow of dirt, you know, from one end of the yard to the other, you know, because that was my my job. And (laughs) as soon as I would lift up and start going, there'd be like four or five flies in my face. And then I'd drop it to try to wipe them away, wave them away, and they're gone. And then I'd look around and see them, and then I'd pick up the wheelbarrow, boom, they're back. Yeah. It They're was not a, fucking around. It was a constant, just mind fuck. While you've got empty hands, they are not coming anywhere fucking near your face. As they're, soon as you pick something yeah. up, they're like, "Where's the wet spots?" That's where exactly, I'm going. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So they're and dumb, blinking but they're... like a motherfucker will only keep them out of your eye. Right. Just barely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Until they realize that you're gonna stop blinking because that just fucking feels <laughs> retarded. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that was that was the main number one thing that I just I never got used to, and there was like I, I can't said, I remember there. a fly in the U.S. No. Oh, and then the we'd be doing they? like sausage sizzle, sizzles, and they'd be la- landing on the snagas, and they'd be landing on the burgers, and they'd be landing on all this meat, and then people would just like wave them off, you know, gently, and then just continue on eating the food that was just landed on by the flies, and over here. I know that your bush flies are different, you know, but over yeah. here, a fly lands on your food because they're laying eggs. That's what they're doing. And over Every there, time? well, that's the, that's the thought. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing there, Damn. but that's the thought is that they're going to, they're laying eggs. You know, they're if little maggots. aren't different, I've eaten a fuckload of fly eggs. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are different though, because... Uh, you know, they just lay their eggs and shit over there. The bush ones. I read up. I read up a lot about your yeah, bush. fucking bush flies. Your well, house I'm flies sure are you different. Did. We have the house flies. That's the same. We only have like the one type of fly. It's just the house fly. And that's it. God, I, I honestly, the whole every time I've been over there, I can't think of ever having a fly land on my face, land on my food, even. Really. Oh yeah, in where America. the fuck yeah, are yeah. they? They're indoors. They're indoors. Or are they all hanging out in like cow shit and stuff? Uh, yeah, no, well, they're they're on farms and stuff. Um, but they just stay there, and they don't. And the humans aren't as appealing as the cows and the cow shit. So even when you're walking around on a farm, they might buzz around you a little bit, but they are not landing on you. They're landing on the cows and the cow shit. Well, maybe we just have too many fucking flies because I'm sure they're out there on the cow shit and everything as well. Right. Well, and and the other thing is, too, uh, you guys don't have dung beetles. You do, sort of, but not a lot. They, You try to introduce dung beetles because, obviously, the flies are a huge problem in Africa, but they have yep. dung beetles. So, I, like I said, I read a lot about flies. And, <laughs> and per capita... The flies are a lot less in Africa because the dung beetles, as soon as something shits, 
it's it's rolled up and buried within I don't know how many minutes, but it's minutes. It's not hours. So the flies They're can't just keep breeding and breeding and breeding. Right. So what happened was the Australian government was like, all right, that's a great idea. We're going to transport a bunch of dung beetles in here. And so they did that. They put them up, you know, up north where the flies are worse. Um, But then the dung beetles ended up uh, destroying another part of the ecosystem. So then they had to introduce uh, a different type of animal to get rid of the dung beetles. And it just kind of cascaded. Whether that was the cane toad or not, whether that was introduced to kill something else. I think it might have been introduced to eat some. There was something eating the sugar cane that they introduced the cane toad to eat them. And now the cane toads have gone wild and they've killed all the frogs and all kinds of shit. Right. And that's like the um, uh, the rats and the snakes problem, too. Um, the snakes were brought in to get to kill all the rats that were in the barns that were eating all the feed and all that stuff. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is on the East Coast and in Australia. And um, they brought in this one type of snake. I think it was like a, I don't know, we call it like a hog nose or something. I, don't, I forget what it's called. It's not the venomous or anything oh, over there. And, it's just yeah. something that eats fucking rats. Yeah. And they. The, the rat population went down, but then the snake population boomed, and then they decided to start eating other shit. And then so they had to introduce another animal, like a mongoose-type animal that was going to eat all the snakes, and then those started running wild. Like, it was just, you can't... Next minute we have fucking lions. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't mess with the ecosystem like that. It's, it just doesn't work. No. And there's cases of that everywhere, you know. Lady, oh, ladybugs eating the aphids because the aphids eat your plants. You know, it's and then the ladybugs run wild, and then you got to introduce something that eats the ladybugs, and, <clears throat> and so on and so forth. So, what do we use to stop the people from running wild? <laughs> right, guns. No, we're not going there. <laughs> All right, I understand that bacon is not good for you. All right, okay. We can we can yeah. all agree on that. But well. I think a lot of people will agree. Some people refuse to face the evidence, but anyway. All right. Well, if you eat a pound of bacon every day, you're not going to end up being super healthy. Can we agree on that? Yeah, definitely. All right. But I would like to have the option of having bacon bacon if I would like some rather than just the meat without the... So bacon comes in a, in a strip connected to a round piece of actual ham meat. Yes. Correct? Well, you yes. guys cut off the strip and throw it away and keep the round ham <laughs> stuff. We cut off the round ham stuff and keep the strip. So well, you can get that. I don't know whether I think No, no, I, I, I know you can get it, but I would like the option of when I go to uh, is Woolworth's uh, grocery store? Yeah. Or, you know, your local your local grocery store or whatever at the shops. I would like the option to have it without looking at three or four different shops or butcher to go find it. Well, I, I, this one I'm, I'm gonna, I don't want, I, I don't, I, I don't feel like, I don't, okay. I don't feel like the government just because it's so bad for you should also just not make it an option. It shouldn't, they should, it should, no, it, 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 it used to be, be an option. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to guess right. when, when you were here last, it was hard to find. 
It was yes. very hard to find. You had yes. to go to multiple places or go and ask a butcher and say, hey, I want the fucking strip. I want right. the, 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 the bacon bit. Right. Since then, I would say, honestly, in the last two years, nearly every Woolworths, Coles, most IGAs will have it. All right, I'm crossing it off my list then. Good job, Australia. <laughs> I'm not saying you should have it all the time. I'm just saying when you want but bacon. But you want it as an option. In fact, I actually think I, I purged the freezer the other day and got rid of all There's just some shitty, shitty meat left in the freezer. Uh-huh. There is a packet of that in the bottom of the freezer. Nice. Emergency streaky bacon. Right, and the fact that it's there doesn't mean you're just going to pound it every time you see it. It's just, oh, no. I'd like some bacon this month. Well, Once. I keep forgetting it's there, to be honest. Right. I got bacon for Christmas, actually, from Rachel. She bought me Benton's Country Bacon, and it's the best bacon in the world. No lie. Is it that... it? Is it that, fuck, when I was in Houston, there was this bacon, and it was like, I'd say not even an inch wide, the strip cooked, and it goes crinkly as shit, and it's like paper thin. It's not that stuff, is it? No, 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 no. Okay, so here's, here's what you need. That stuff's fucking horrible. Yeah, no, no, that's, here's, here's, I'll teach you something about bacon. So when you cook bacon, that, uh, so there's two different types of ways you can cure bacon. There's one, it's a wet cure, and there's one, it's a dry cure. All right? Wet cure yeah. means it's, uh, it's you know, wet brine versus dry brine, obviously. Um, yeah. And it's still smoked and, salt and all that stuff, but it's, um, the wet cure is the low-quality stuff because it's quick and cheap and easy. Like, it doesn't, yeah. take, it doesn't take six months to cure it, you know, or 18 yeah. months or whatever. Oh, it takes, like, days. Right. And that bacon, when you cook it, it because it is so wet and all that stuff it cooks down and it you can't it's 100% crinkly and it shrinks down to like a third of the original size dry cure so bacon that's what that yep dry cure bacon when you cook it um you can overcook it and it becomes like super crinkly and all that stuff and it's, yeah. it still will shrink down to maybe uh two thirds the size yeah but the way you're supposed to cook it is you're just supposed to cook it in its own, you know, juices or whatever, but it stays basically the same size. It gets a little bit shorter, just a tiny yeah. bit, maybe, cool. but not the really. fat's rendering off it. Right. But the fat, but the fat doesn't completely render off or anything like that. No. And it's, uh, cause that's where the flavor's at. Right. When you, like, if you held it, if you held it sideways, it would bend down. Yeah. It's bendy yeah. and, it's it, it actually looks like it was made from some actual part of animal as opposed right. to the other stuff. And that's a dry cure. And I think this, these Benton hams are dry cured with, um, I think it's just I think it's just salt and brown sugar for eighteen uh, eighteen months, and then they're smoked. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and it's not it's not quite as high quality as the um, Iberian um, the hamon. Yep. Which is, yep. you know, that can be $1,500, $3,000, not per pound or anything, but for the leg of ham, the ham leg. I think leg. that was the, the stuff that Joe Rogan was talking about the other day. Probably, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's just, the, they're big black pigs, and they yep. are only fed on acorns. All they eat are acorns. Yes, yeah. these are the ones that were taken, it's the breed of pigs was started in Italy, in the acorn regions, northern yep. Italy. yep. 
and moved to Spain during uh, the Roman Empire. Yep, yeah, so it's Spanish, it's the, the Spanish Hamon, and it's Iberian. And it's, you know, it's the best ham it is in the, the world. It is the best in the world. Yeah, and you, you slice it off, and it's you can see through. It's translucent, thin, that's how thin they slice it. And they hang it um, upside down, so the, the skinny end's on top, and the yep. big end's at the bottom, and they hang it like that when they're curing it, because all the fat and all the goodness just kind of drips down and, and permeates mm. the rest of the ham. Fat and good. Yeah, because actually the greasiest, I don't know if grease is the right word, but the greasiest part is up by the thin end. So if you hung it the other way, the top would just dry out, basically. Yeah, and the bottom would just be a greasy lump of nothing. Some of this might not be relevant to anybody (laughs) that decides to listen, but it bothers me. So when I was over, I'm from Minnesota, which is in the middle of America, right at the top by Canada. And we have a bunch of lakes and stuff, and we like to go hunting and fishing. Um, But there's no ocean near me. You know, it's 1,500 miles any way I want to go to get to an ocean. And so when I was in Australia, I wanted to go hang out near the ocean, by the ocean, go in the ocean, go fishing in the ocean, do ocean stuff. All right? Yeah. But I couldn't for the life of me... For the most part, unless you're a surfer, which I didn't get into because I was scared of sharks, um, which I feel like That's is fair. a pretty valid, you know, fear. I think I, th- I think recent history has shown that to be a damn smart move, really. Well, you know, driving driving past Cottesloe and driving past, um, uh, you know, those areas, and you just see helicopters, and then everyone just hanging out, not in the water, because there's a shark sighting every third day or every other week or whatever made me realize you know that's not worth it uh anyway but i wanted to go fishing and a bunch of people have fishing boats everyone you know likes likes the ocean likes to go fishing however they will not go out there into the ocean unless it's an absolute perfect day they will not go out (laughs) if there's like a slight swell or if there's a slight breeze but there can be a slight breeze, but only if it's coming from the right direction. Like everything has to be so perfect yeah. that you couldn't say, Hey, next Friday, let's go out, you know, let's go fish. It was always like, well, we got to check the wind and we got to check the swell and we got to check this and do this. And I understand like, you know, you live there. And so if you have the option of going out whenever you want, like you're going to wait for that perfect day. But I guess I don't understand that because if you want to go fishing, why does everything have to be so fucking perfect? I want to say that one is going to be more the people you are asking or it could be a regional thing because I can tell you most people I know, Northern Territory, Queensland, you ask them, hey, do you want to go fishing on Saturday? The only thing they want to know is we need to check the tides because they want to know what time to put the boat in. And that's because, you know, big tidal movements. Yeah. You might not be able to get the boat in at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, but you Mm -hmm. can get it in at 12. Right. That's it. They don't care what the weather's like. They don't care if it's going to be raining. Right. Like, shit wind. It's, we're going fishing? Okay, we're going fishing. When can we get the boat in? When can we get the boat out? Oh, look, there's a 10-hour thing between high tides. Looks like we're fishing for nine and a half hours then. Yeah, and the other thing growing up in Minnesota is the – the weather affects the fish, the fishing here, 
but in like an in, it's an inverse relationship. So if it's a bright, shiny, beautiful day, the fishing's not gonna be that good because our water's not that deep. The light penetrates all the way down, and the, the fish, fish are hiding. Yeah, the fish are hiding exactly. Where if it's a horseshit day where there's a storm and it's cloudy and the waves are churning up the bottom, all the good bits are floating around. The fish are active and they're biting and all that stuff. Where the ocean, yeah, unless you're going you know, real shallow, which, you know, there's not that. There's nothing there. Right. Great of fishing shallow. The weather doesn't really have an effect from what I've seen. We we go out in beautiful days Whoa. and we just drop it straight down and it's dark down there anyway. And yeah. I, 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 anyway, you know, 10, 15 plus meters down, it doesn't matter whether there's lots of wind on the surface or not. Exactly. The water down the bottom is doing what the water down the bottom is always doing. Right. So to me, I see a cloudy day with the one rain shower per six months that we saw there. I was like, all right, it's time to go fishing. That was in my brain. You know, where they're like, yeah, no way we're going out today. We're gonna I want to indoors. say this is real. This this one's really aimed at, I want to say, two people that I can think of. Yep. I, I'm going to say it's Phil and Langers. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Nah, today's not perfect. Not going. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I think I think Langers would be more um, more willing to go out on a, on a shittier day because he uses it as a vacation away, you know, from yeah the stresses of life and stuff. Where Phil yeah. Phil goes fishing a lot. Like he he probably fishes more than anyone I met down there. But it was literally every good day he's out there, and every average day there's no chance. So anytime yeah. it was a perfect day, he was out there. So he didn't. He yeah. he was full up on fishing. So there's no way he would he would go see out. a perfect day and go. I'm going fishing. Right. And then you'd say, Hey, Phil, can we go fishing? And he'd be like, Yeah, today's not great. Yesterday was fantastic. You should have come yesterday. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. And it is, you know, it is more. It is, you know, because the boats are bigger. And you know you have to uh, you have to drive your boat thirty minutes to get to the spot, and it's it's more of a process there yeah. than just taking your fourteen foot Alumacraft with your twenty five horsepower out there and dumping it in. You're fishing within two minutes of where the dock is. It's yeah. it's more involved there, oh, which it's, is it's part of I mean, it too. That's why my stepdad sold his boat because it's just too much hassle. It's like, you want to go fishing? All right, well, let's get the boat. We've got to fill it up with fuel. We've got to make sure it's got everything. We need ice. We need bait. We need all this stuff. And then when you bring it back, even if you don't catch any fucking fish, you got to clean the boat. you got to clean the engine. you got to pack up all the stuff. you got It's it's a fucking mission. So they flogged it off. They went and bought a little, I think, three or four meter tinny just for local fishing around the creeks and stuff. And that's heaps easier. Right. Ten minute pack down. Definitely not taking it out in the ocean, though. No, he would. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he doesn't care but that he he's that kind like you know if we were in say we were in darwin or, or queensland when you're over here if you said hey you want to go fishing tomorrow he doesn't give a shit what the weather's like he'll go right and whether that's in a big boat a small boat a kayak doesn't matter he's fishing if you're fishing he's fishing shit we're gonna spear him we'll spear him you use nets we'll use nets what, what do you want to do we'll fish yeah i see i like i like that i like the way that I mean, that makes sense. Like, everything I'm saying, there's... Everything on my list, there's definite reasons for why this happens. Oh, yeah. 
but it just to me you know being 28 years old my first time coming out there you know i was already set in my ways and this stuff you guys are set in your ways and it was a you know we were headbutting the whole time on this yep. stuff which most of it's minor but to me because it's so different you know and and yeah, people, but, could, I mean, and people I, could be listening and saying oh well you just you just you know places around the world are so different you just have to get used to it well fuck that i've been everywhere i've been everywhere well, exactly that's what i was gonna say it's not like you spent your entire life sitting in some small town in minnesota and all no. of a sudden you came to australia you know you've been some places before yeah so coming here was just a and not just, just for vacation country. like i lived in columbia for four months at a time for two different years i lived you know i lived in taiwan i lived in canada I lived like it wasn't. I just didn't go on vacation to I feel Canada. Like Canada's the only one I hadn't heard of. Yeah, I lived in Canada for 2005 summer and 2006 and 2007 summer. So three years, three summers in Canada. You know, so it's not just going on vacation. That's and, not on Google. Yeah, it will be if you type in Ben Moore baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen, I think, everything I, there is to be seen on that. So yeah. Maybe um, I'm wrong. Maybe there's something I missed. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, played in Calgary, Alberta, and Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, I think Winnipeg I, I'd seen before. Maybe I'm just thinking about the stick of truth. Oh, my God. How, that was my favorite part, going up into the <laughs> into Canada. And then when you, if you go really? there, if you go there first before you're sent up there, I don't know if you guys did this, but the Mountie no. goes like the Mountie. He goes, can't get in. You know, you need a magical thing. This this passport. That's called and, a passport. Yeah, and then you like move to the left to try to get him, and he shuffles to the he shuffles to his <laughs> right. He's like, yeah, can't get in this way. <laughs> I'm blocking you. See, no matter which way you go, I block you. <laughs> I think I did. I did go up there because I yeah. didn't know about the passport thing, and then it wasn't until I'd done all the rest of that quest that I got the pass. The passport. Yeah, and then you, you get dire aids from one of the snakes up there, and you have to go visit. I didn't. Oh, you didn't. I okay. managed to get through that whole thing without getting dire aids. Linda got dire aids and couldn't um, couldn't cure it. Well, forgot to cure it, or didn't, didn't yeah. realize how. The the big problem she had also is when you go and get your passport mm-hmm. photo. Um, and he makes you, the dude makes you take yeah. all the clothes off on the thing. She didn't put clothes back on, so she went through Canada with no <laughs> clothes on. <laughs> That's uh, why she got diarrhoids. Yeah. Well, you have to go to the doctor in Ottawa twice. Exactly. Twice. Twice. To cure it. Yeah. You, it's cure, a two, it's you a go there once. Part method. Yeah, you go there once and he cures you of um, the dire part of the AIDS, and then you go there again and he cures you of your regular AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> god fucked up fucked up game oh my god i'm really proud of linda for playing that she put a lot of effort into it well yeah you have to and it's fun it doesn't feel like effort when you're doing it no it just feels like quest after quest after quest and you just do Mm-hmm. all, all right. right what's next on your list <clears throat> well the club baseball thing, we've talked about this before. So, obviously, there's no major leagues. The big leagues would be the Australian Baseball League, um, yeah. which is pretty good competition, you know, especially in Perth, 
they have a lot of local guys that have played double A, triple A, a couple of big league guys. Um, and the, mm-hmm. the good thing about that league is they all come back and they all want to play in the wintertime or your summertime. Yeah. And so that makes the league good. Um, but because of the lack of interest nationwide of baseball, the the minor leagues, your club level ball, state league, yeah, you know, it's not as com- – well, it's still competitive, but it's not – there's not the talent there because all the talent gets mm-hmm. shipped off somewhere else. Like the talent is, isn't trying to get yeah. better in that league. And No, but, the, the, but, the but talent everyone, there is trying to get seen and go somewhere else. Right. So – um, so it's not that talented of players, but they all they care about is winning, which is you know how it should be. But if there's practice training on Tuesday night, and their buddy invites them to the pub to watch a soccer match, they're going to the pub. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. and then on Sunday, when they go over three with two Ks. And they're motherfucking everybody, and they're trying to fight the other team for stealing signs. And, it, and it's and, it's and this fucking off. bat, and the bat's yeah, fucked up. And yeah, I, I just don't. It's just such a weird thing to me where you're expecting greatness when you're not willing to put in. You know, God forbid you go to training Tuesday and Thursday for an hour and a half or two hours total solid, on each day. Solid two hours. You know, like. I just, it's just such a weird thing. And it's like, Hey, we have practice, you know, I'm still in the tribe Facebook and it's, and it's, Hey, we got practice tonight. And then there's like nine comments saying, can't make it, can't make it, can't make it. Sorry. Oh, can't make my it. My other favorite is, is shorts or pants? Yeah. Right. <laughs> shorts or and pants. It, it, it's like, like, that's the big, guys, it's fucking so hard. Yeah. That's, that's the big the big thing and then and then training ends up being uh you know the lights are going going out and there's still 14 guys that have to hit and everyone's standing in the outfield with the 12 balls that the team has yeah they're just talking shit and then you know half of them are standing in the bullpen with a two e's or (laughs) whatever just be like (laughs) can we like i know we can't like actually leave the field and go in the club rooms but I think if we just have a beer, like, and we're still inside the fence, like, we're we're cool. <laughs> yeah, can't get yelled yeah, at because we're here still. I, I I can't I can't really fight that at all. And I mean, like you said, you know, it's it's not a professional thing. No. The, the professional league now, I, I don't know. I don't know what the training schedule is for the Heat and the ABL teams. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's probably similar amount of practices and trainings because they are playing you know you're playing what three game series four game series every uh, at least every week yeah you know they're they're not obviously playing every day of the week for you know however many months they play the what two month season whatever it is yeah but they they're getting games three or four times a week so they might have one or two practices a week because when you're playing three or four times a week, you don't really need it as much. If you're getting down early, you're getting some work in. But right. our guys at, at at state league level, when you're playing once a week, yeah, I mean, I've seen the difference that can be had when you are playing day to day. Like if you play one day and you make an adjustment the next day, it makes the next day better and the next day better. Yeah. When you play a game once a week 
and you can possibly train twice a week, that gives you three opportunities to do things. You drop one out, there's four or five days that you're not doing anything. Right. You can't make adjustments. You can't improve. No, and and the key to improving anything is you make small improvements every day. You get you get a little bit better every day. It's 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 like if you're lifting weights and you go work out, you go work out heavy on Monday, and you're super sore on on Tuesday, so you don't so you don't lift Tuesday because you're a little bit sore, and then Wednesday you're like ah, I'm still sore. Thursday I'm pretty sore. Friday okay I'm not sore. Now I'm gonna go work out on Saturday again, and. Yep. <laughs> And then, but you've just lost all the gains that you could have had because you've taken by, those by four days off the next day. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's with anything you can, you know, studying baseball, whatever. But the the thing, and like, I've talked to you about this before. I don't care if, if you don't want to train, but then you can't get pissed off when you lose the game on Sunday. Like you don't have that yeah. right. You're not allowed to. You know? same, same as, as, as training as, or as, you don't care if, if you go out the night before the game and get fucked up and yep. come home at 4 o'clock in the morning and rock up at the game. You can't be pissed at yourself and whinge about other things as right. to why you're not getting shit done. You know, not saying that you shouldn't be competitive and shouldn't care, even if you don't have any practice or any training. Like, you should still want to win. But when it's, when, it's, when it's a pervasive thing that goes on from – you know, day one, everybody's pumped. Week one, everybody's pumped. But then by week three or week four, it's like, oh, I got to go to training. Well, I guess Thursday I'll go for sure because then we get to drink beer afterwards with everybody. Yeah. You know, Tuesday, Tuesday no drinking involved. So it's like, yeah. Eh. Yeah. Like Tuesday, well, I don't know. You know, and they're paying to play. You guys are paying to go there and do this. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just so weird to me. And it, it, it frustrated me because, you know, it was embarrassing for me when I would go out there and do everything I could. And then, you know, I was trying hard all the time and I was yeah. performing at the highest level I could. And we would lose four to one because we couldn't score a run or we would, you know, everybody would be, you know, striking out in big situations or whatever. And then we get a couple of better players every year and then we do better, do better, do better. And then all of a sudden um, that doesn't continue like this year. I mean, they're what's the record five and something. Yeah, I think so. They five won both games of the doubleheader this weekend. Yeah. And, and that feels good, week. but that's, that's three, three games in a row. That's a streak. Yeah. And they're not building on that though. Like, I mean, well, two years in a row, I, I you're in the finals. Mathematically, they could, but right? Will they? Too, I don't know. It's yeah, it's too little, too late, most likely. But you know, you you go to the finals two years in a row, and uh, you know, all of a sudden you come out, and I still see on the messages. Well, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be there. And yeah, you know. Um, the other thing that pissed me off is that the people there don't take advantage of all their resources. Like, I feel like all they had to do was call me in May and be like, hey, we need a pitcher, we'd like a lefty, and we want a uh, power-hitting first baseman. And I'd be like, all right, sweet. I know all the rules. I know all the under-30 age stuff. I know what to tell these guys about what to expect so they don't leave. 
in December, like Casey Benjamin had to. Yep. Um, and then all of a sudden, every year you guys are going to have two quality guys that can only help the club because you keep doing it. So obviously you feel like it's going to help you. If it didn't, if you didn't feel like it was well, going to help mean, you, you're it, not going to keep bringing yeah. in imports, but obviously it's supposed to help and you're into it's it. It's supposed to help and it must help because everybody does it. Yeah. So if you're not going to do it, that's fine. But if you are going to do it, don't half-ass it. Do some research. Yeah, it, find someone that knows well, I mean, it's, people. It's, it's, well, you can do that, but I mean – from what I understand, there is there's actually websites of people who want to go to other countries, and they like, hey, I would like to come out to a country and and do something and blah 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 and play and whatever. Right. And how hard is it to type in their name into Google and put baseball behind it and yep. find baseball reference or baseball cube and see or what college they went to and find all their stats? Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong, stats aren't everything, but it's a pretty damn good fucking indicator of what kind of player they are. Yeah, so... Like if, if you've got a pitcher who's a fucking reliever and he's got an ERA of fucking six for his entire career, probably not fucking great. No. And that's just looking at one fucking stat. Look right. the rest of them as well. And most of the guys that come out are, you know, they're... Usually they're not the ones approaching you. It's usually, oh, my, my buddy went to college with this guy and then he's this, so I know him. Yeah. Let's try to get this guy, so, which is right. That's how you should be. But you shouldn't be asking guys that, you know, only played at small level college to find their buddies. You should be finding, like I'm telling you, like all they got to do, and it's free, is just say, hey, Ben, we need this guy. And I'll, we need this type of player. I'll go find that type of player. Yeah. Done. It's easy. You know? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing. <laughs> yeah, of course it fucking pisses me off. Pisses me off every every bloody well every year for the last couple of years. I mean, yeah. I well, you, you I, said I feel if like you win the lottery, big changes in the next year or two. Yeah. Well, you said Maybe if you win the lottery, the you're gonna do your own and <laughs> do it right. Well, yeah. Me and me and Maxie have talked about that a couple of times, but we can't decide on where we should have it because obviously he'd like to live in the south end of Perth, and yeah, I think that everyone who lives south of the river is a fucking criminal. <laughs> All right, um, I include my family that lives speed, below the level too. Speed cameras. Ooh. Speed cameras yeah. are. This one's gonna hurt, and this is gonna be like a two-parter. And you can tell me if I'm wrong in any part of this. Yeah. And then I'll, you know. Um, basically, you're just, yeah. Basically, the speed cameras are just a tax for driving. They're just, it's mm-hmm. just a driving tax. That's all it is. Yep. And it's not for safety. It, they can say however much they want that's for safety, um, that's going to save lives and do all this stuff. But you never have bad weather over there in the wintertime or summertime uh you know everyone's car is fine everyone's car has airbags everyone's car has analog brakes everyone's car is this and that it you can totally you can be totally fine going 150 kilometers an hour if everyone's doing that on the freeway it's no problem safety wise it's just a tax on the people that are in a hurry that day or the people that have a ton of money and don't give a shit. Um, and then the other thing is, if if it was about safety and they wanted to actually punish people, they wouldn't let you transfer your points. 
They wouldn't let you. Yeah. Like if I'm if if you're driving and you are one point away from losing your license or something, and you get a ticket, you can just say, "Hey, Ben, uh, I'll give you ten bucks to take this onto yours and say you were the one driving." That that, one... that is like the main thing. And tell me if I'm wrong. I think I'm that almost positive changed. you can do that. It it depends on the ticket now. There was a time where the tickets didn't have a photo and all you would get or all you would get is a photo of your number plate on the front of the car and it would say you were doing 80Ks an hour in a 60 zone, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. Now they show the picture and you can see who's in the car. So it's a bit harder now to say, no, 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 that wasn't me. But there is a whole section on the form they send you saying, if you say this wasn't you, you know, the person who it was, fill in their details and they can get the fine. Yeah. But as far as the points go now, if there's a photo there showing it's you, I don't know how hard they're going to try to fight it. Like if you, like say if I'm, if I go and get caught doing 120 on the freeway, I could technically fill that form out and say, hell no, Linda was driving. But, are they going to look at the photo and go, eh, no, we've got Linda's photo. We've got her license information. Yeah, here. No, That's they're not because they don't her. care. They're not going to hire they detectives just want the money. to go no. you know, do forensic analysis and do facial recognition software to do that. They no, don't they're care. not going to they waste that the time. Money. They just, yeah. yeah, they don't care. It's not but about now, the safety the- thing. Yeah, so that, that I think that's more recent, and it might not be in other states. I know I hadn't had a fine here for a long time, but we did have one, I want to say 2005, 2006, and I was driving Linda's car. She got a ticket, and my license was – no, it must have been just after I moved down. My license was still a Northern Territory license. The tick, The car was still registered in her dad's name, sorry, so her dad got a ticket. And we transferred it to her, I think, so that she paid the fine or he took it because he knew the points wouldn't matter to him because he's never going to lose points ever because he does 10Ks under the limit all the time. Right. Um, so he was like, yeah, fine, just pay for it and I'll take the points. Whereas now with the photo showing who's driving, you can't really do it because they could check, but they're probably not going to. They're just going to accept the money from whoever fucking pays it. Right. Yeah, so that, I don't know, that just, it just seems like lazy and they should just say it's a tax for driving and then increase the speed limits and not have that shit. Well, yeah, or just increase the amount for registration and pump up the bloody speed limits and let us do what we fucking want. Right. My car tops out at 160. (laughs) Sorry, 180. Right. 180. So when you're driving at 180, you're probably... Yeah, when you're driving at 180, you're probably not going to feel too, super safe with it. But if you're driving at 140, and it's a nice day, 160, like it I feel is. good as gold. Right, but you know, if everyone else is doing that too, it's fine. It's just it's all relative. Yeah, exactly. Um, now I wrote this down, and it's kind of weird because I do like this that I'm going to talk about. But I wrote I wrote this, and I said. Just because they're a ton of sheep doesn't mean you have to love lamb. And <laughs> I do love lamb, but I I like it because, not because I have to, because I like it. And I feel like yeah. in Australia, 
there's people that and you you might not be the best person to talk about this with but there's people that swear by the stuff and it's because they grew up on it because that's it was cheap and easy and local and all this stuff where to this day they'll say oh, I'd rather have you know rack of lamb than a ribeye and that's just ridiculous you just, I I won't say that I'm a super fan of lamb. I don't mind a no. good, well cooked lamb roast. No, that's different than saying rack. That's different than but saying. But I'm not going to turn around and say we have to have lamb no. over other things. No, and obviously not this year at all. But yeah, just because you grow up in a place where that was the, you know, and this is maybe a little bit before the shipping got a little bit better and, you know, preserving meat and all that stuff where you could have more of a, you know, selection, I guess. Like, I'm sure in the 1970s, it was just lamb as your meat and chicken as your meat. You know, and then maybe there's some beef and stuff, but uh, I just... No, we've we've got a pretty big cattle and pork industry. Like, we've got a lot of yeah. cattle and pork, but... Well, why the fuck does everyone just... It's, it's, why are they all insane about lamb, then? Pushed. Because we've been pushed since... I mean, shit, as long as I can remember as a kid, we've been told that Australia was founded on the sheep's back. That that's the only reason we've got any strength in the world as a country, because wool exports and lamb and like lamb exports, that's what made our country. So for some reason... The the government's been pumping money into the lamb and sheep industry for so damn long. I mean, there's ads every year telling you you have to eat lamb, you have to eat lamb, and that's all year. Come close to Australia Day, and it's out of control. It's you're un-Australian if you don't eat lamb. You you have to eat lamb, otherwise you're not patriotic and you don't love your country. Why? It's a f- it's 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 exactly the same as a pig or a fucking cow, right? Or a chicken. It's just another animal to eat. There's there's nothing special about it. But we've got this thing that the country was built on sheep. Right. So to be Australian, you have to eat lamb. So yeah. Like bullshit. And when you have to preface it by saying, "Well, is it well cooked? Like, does the guy know how to cook it?" Then it can't be that well, great. Well, it makes a huge difference. <laughs> because, well, exactly. I know. Like, I know that you've got an animal. You've got an animal that if you overcook, tastes like shit. Yes. If you undercook it, oh, fuck that, it tastes funny. Like, you yeah. have to nail it to be amazing. Yes. And don't get me wrong, like, I've we, we nailed it. We did a rack of ribs on New Year's Eve. Uh, rack of ribs, rack of, uh, of lamb on New Year's Eve. And it was perfect. <sighs> like, absolutely nailed it. Medium rare, perfect through, fantastic. But. That's the exception. That's not the rule. Like, you go to most places and say, someone says, oh, yeah, we've got some lamb chops on the barbecue. They're going to be some burnt maggoty shit. Yeah. Like, just horrible, chewy, bleh. Nah, it's not on. I agree. Um, beetroot. What the fuck? <laughs> it what tastes like dirt. It tastes like dirt. <laughs> Sweet dirt, though. Slightly sweet dirt. Like sweet compared to what? Like my asshole? <laughs> That's nutty. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I have a tablespoon of sugar and a beetroot. I'm like, well, one of them tastes like dirt, but they're both sweet. No. 
It's not. It's not anything close to that. Do you not eat beets in the U.S.? Not really. No. It's like a um, people do. It's 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 more it's it's in like fancy salads. <laughs> That's basically yeah, it. Like we they definitely want, don't put it on a burger. They want a hint of dirt. I'm not sure that you can find it on a burger unless you're willing to pay like forty dollars for that burger over here. I feel like it, if, it's like if a it's fancy, in fancy salads, it's because they want that earthiness to make you feel like you're eating something special from the ground. Yeah, I get it. I'm telling you, if you want to pay 40 bucks for whatever, like they'll throw beetroot in there and you'll be like, oh, this is really different and weird. It must be expensive and fancy. <laughs> but when I go to Wembley Baseball Park and I get a burger and then it's just covered in dirt, red fucking dirt, <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't know what the lot meant. It sounded good and it was only a dollar more. I guess I'll get that. I didn't realize I was going to just get a handful of dirt, sliced red fucking dirt on it. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. Like, carrots I can deal with because there's not a ton of flavor there, and they're shaved, and it's just a little crunch. Fine. I don't think carrots should be in a burger anyway, at all. But they don't, they don't put me off like dirt. <laughs> and then egg. Egg is good. You can put an egg in anything except for on beetroot, and it'll be good. But the beetroot is such a strong, strong flavor. It just overwhelms. I, I, and it's not the it, texture. It is it's, none, it's none of that stuff. You know, textures, whatever. The color's cool. I honestly think it's if it was actually if it was black, nobody would eat it. I think because it's red, they're like, all right, this is sweet. It's gonna look good. It must. It must be really good for you. I I was actually thinking about the last time I ate a bulk beetroot the other day, and it wasn't because I was thinking about eating bulk beetroots. We were talking about Fireball, and the first time I had Fireball was around the same time that we ate probably an entire <laughs> bag of beetroot, and then we went to training on a week on a weekend or something, and then you had this fantastic idea of going to a bar for some drinks in the afternoon, and at nine o'clock we left after drinking probably close to a bottle of the bar's fireball, and then I threw up all over the car. Yeah, sounds like that every beetroot experience I've had as well ends with throwing <laughs> up. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a mess. It was a yeah. filthy fucking mess. So I don't even want to like. Fact, I think if I go and look now, I probably still see some stain on the leather. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I mean, you can keep talking about beetroot or whatever, but this is one where you know. I don't think I'm going to win this one. I think you're you're pretty adamant that beetroot is just fucked. It is. It's not, and it it just it doesn't have its own flavor. It tastes like fucking dirt, and I can't emphasize that it enough. has got it has got huge amounts of nutritional value though well fine great so say that you can also try to sell me on fucking vegemite doing that too or the vitamin fucking b <laughs> awesome that's sweet just don't say it's delicious say that you grew up with it and you're used to it don't tell me it's fucking delicious okay. See, the, the bit that freaks me out, though, is the beetroot that you were probably eating in those burgers was the, the tin stuff. It's the, the stuff that comes in the, like, syrupy red liquid. Right. And they you just can, take the slices out and chuck it in a burger. Yeah. And you can, you can fancy up anything and make it taste good by putting, you know, 
doing it right, like the land, like we it? talked about. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, Hidden Valley. So it'd be ranch and dirt? Yeah, you can do that with anything. But I'm saying just, it's kind of like the lamb conversation. If if you can fuck it up really easily, then why, why? Why even, why have it as like a a $1 option, you know? Like, I, I can get those. Why, you know, why have it as a regular option? Well, yeah, as a regular option. Like, I don't want to say I want everything on my burger, but not beetroot. That shouldn't even be a thing. I should have to say, I want a burger with everything on it. And I want beetroot. Like, it shouldn't be part so of the everything. Be the it should be a something extra. Yeah, it should be something you have to ask specifically. It should be on the for. hidden menu. Yes. And then you can feel special and trendy for ordering it. And then you can make fun of everyone else for not liking red dirt. And that's fine. But it, it shouldn't be okay. a common. It should just it shouldn't be a common thing. I, I, I will take that. Especially in the burgers, uh, not so much the, the the burgers at clubs where it's all homemade by some old lady, yeah. but Hungry Jack's Aussie Burger. Do they have fruit. that? They have that at Hungry yeah. Jack's. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It's the Aussie Burger, and I think the McDonald's one is the McOz. It's just, it's not fucking. It it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean it. Whether you like, whether you say you like the flavor or not, that's one thing. But the fact is, when you pick up that burger and you bite that fucker, there's red shit everywhere now. Yeah. Like while it's sitting in its little box, it's fine. It's not a problem. It's just in there. Whatever. There's beetroot. As soon as you bite that shit, there's red on your hands. There's red on the ground. There's red in the <laughs> thing. You can't put the burger back down because there's yeah. a pool of red. Yeah. You're just gonna fuck everything up. And yeah. don't wear white because white. Your white clothes are just going to get fucked up. <laughs> there you go, yeah. It is an, it's very impractical vegetable. Well, whatever it is, it's, it, it sucks. Fair. <laughs> very good for you, though. Like, I, I've... Yeah. It, it's it's apparently, apparently, yeah. I'm, I'm taking this as a thing, I, I've seen multiple stories on the amazing health benefits of beetroot, especially that's, raw beetroot chopped up and put in smoothies and the such. That's amazing. Uh, when I have a sore throat, I'll take a tablespoon of fucking cough syrup. And it's going to taste horrible, but it's going to help me out. So awesome. I'm going to use that. But I'm not going to be like, it's you a, know it's what a I can go for It's a performance-enhancing right vegetable. I need a thimble of cough syrup just, just to quench my palate. This, oh my God, I cannot wait. It'll be so exciting. <laughs> Fuck that. Alright. Beetroot is a no go. Yeah. Alright. Mow your own fucking grass. <laughs> I did. Today. Yeah, I know. You. Fucking hated every fucking you, minute of it. You though. are part of the ten percent in Perth that owns a lawnmower and does their own grass. And I think you know it's kind of weird. It's it's the people that have nice lawns where it's not you know, mostly sand. Yeah, are the ones that hire so-called professionals. Even though I don't know what fucking training I had to fucking start. So you saying lawns. I have a shitty lawn because I do it myself? No, I said you're part of the ten percent. Because I'd accept that it's looking no, pretty no. shit. No, your the front lawn's back fine. ones are the one in the middle is 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 pretty damn good. No, I'm talking about the people. That have mostly 
dirt fucking lawns, and they pay someone 30 bucks to mow it, and the entire time all that's happening is my mower's getting fucked, and my legs are getting destroyed, even through the pants, from By sand, sand and rocks, and getting the three wisps of grass to a manageable height, rather than now six I, inches. Now I feel like this is mainly aimed at the people over the road from my house. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're nice. The they're nice, shit. but it was yeah, it's fucking awful. And then no, it, and it's it's aimed at people with nice lawns too. Like you should take pride in the way that your street looks. And there's no one that's so busy that on a Sunday fucking at ten in the morning they can't mow their fucking lawn. Yeah. And it's not a thing where it's like you know if it doesn't make you happy or if it doesn't make you money. You know, don't do it. It's not part of that because going outside and walking around for 30 minutes, making your house look nice, is worth something. It's, it's and you it's know? worth the 30 minutes, and it's a little bit of exercise, which that's, can't. That's what I'm saying. Me. That's what I'm saying. Rather than, you know, I just I don't understand. You know, over here, the only places that have professional lawn care is like apartment complexes or. Yeah. Huge estates where it's going to take, you know, four hours. And then they've probably got everything. a guy called Juan or Carlos who's sitting on a ride on going around and doing it for them. Right. And not even a rider because they wouldn't, they wouldn't, their company wouldn't buy a riding mower. They would just still do the push ones. <laughs> but even if you have a big lawn, you gonna... just get a riding mower. And, and I know, and I'm assuming that part of it is because. You know, the water situation where everything's on a timer and you can't just water your lawn whenever you want. So it ends up being yeah. a lot of work. But it's, it's you're hiring, a little bit you're, of hard You're work. hiring me and Dewey to do it. And we are, I, I didn't give a shit about how it looked. You're just going to run over that fucking thing and mow it. Yeah, I'm going to run over the retic and then we're going to have to go to the neighbor and he's going to have to try to help, tell you how to fix it. <laughs> I got two things to this. Good news, if you ever feel like coming back and mowing lawns again, the people over the road have literally the last week, I've I've seen a bobcat in and out of there at least three times now, have dug out, I think, 80% of the lawn in the backyard and put a huge pool in. Yep. What's left, I think they've dug out and they are paving currently. So their whole backyard now is just, I think, is just paved and a pool. So there's no more grass in the back. <laughs> the front is pretty much a car park because their garage is just full of boxes of stuff. So oh, wow. they may as well just pave the front and get rid of the grass. But the more I think about it, I saw a guy three or four houses up the road today mowing his lawn while I was mowing ours. And that's the only time I've seen anyone from their own house mowing the lawn. Yeah, because they don't do it. In our street. Everybody else... I see a truck pull up with a bunch of stuff on the back. Yep. Lawn's mowed. It all goes back in the truck and then it leaves. Yeah. And it's and it's not like these houses are massive lawns. Like, no. All these blocks are about the same size. The houses are about the same size. They're all going to have jack shit lawn like I do. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I bitch about mowing the lawn because I fucking hate it. But I'll yeah. do it. And I'm just going to big note myself for a second. I actually <laughs> like completely, well, I half fanboyed out, half didn't because it's not really that fucking good. But I got a like on Instagram today yeah. from David Mellor, who is the head groundskeeper at Fenway Park. Really? 
And if it had come up, like if it was a new photo that I'd recently posted and because I follow him and it had popped up in like in, you know, his explore, if he was just sitting there one day going, oh, yeah, fuck, what's going on? Fair enough. But it was an old as shit photo, like from nice. way fucking back. So I'm assuming he's just stalking my shit. And I'm okay yeah. with that. Because let's face it, the guy has done some amazing things in fields. I think he was working in Milwaukee for a while as well. Mm-hmm. He did their grass. He's done some amazing shit. He wrote a book. I bought it somewhere. I've got it here somewhere about all the parks he's done and all the amazing stuff he's done. And I'm glad I don't have photos of my grass in my fucking Instagram because he'd be like, that fucking shit is horrible. Yeah. Or, oh, I might have one of our field. Uh, I don't fucking know. Maybe. But that's all I've got on grass. <laughs> well, that's all I got too. It's just I, I was, just I was super pumped about that today. Well, you should be. It's a good feeling. That's what it should be. Somebody of that fucking level has recognized my dog. That's it. He liked a picture of the dog. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, that happens. All right. So, like, you don't have to defend half the stuff I have written down because if you would, then we wouldn't be friends anyway. So. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? I, I feel like looking at uh, looking at what we've gone over so far, the only one I think I haven't really defended anything but just clarified and the only win that we've got is our improvement of bacon levels and styles of bacon here that's only happened since you've been gone. Right, but even if that you wouldn't have improved that, you wouldn't have been like, well, fuck off, then that's you know, that's no, because the right way, I appreciate if I'm going to be eating bacon. That's you the just want the option. If the option should be available, if if the option's available, well, you should have it. I, I mean, I'm going back a long time, but see, that was a, a perfect situation with me and Linda is she liked the ham bit. I liked the other bit. So, I mean, we could just buy the long cut bacon and say we were having making BLTs for lunch or something. Yeah. Chop off all the ham bits, cook them. She'd have them on hers. I'd have the rest on mine. Both of us are happy. Yeah. I go buy the street, the streaky stuff and she's not interested. She thinks it smells amazing, but she's not going to eat it. Right. Which is fine. She was eating. She's got the option. Yeah. Cause I don't want to share. Yeah. I got another one. Now, like I said, this isn't going to be about you necessarily, but so most of the people, not, not, let's not even say most, let's say half. Half the people I met in Australia had a lot of anti-American thoughts. Not necessarily, like, personally, you know, like, oh, yeah. you or you, but it's more like... Just your generalization. Country, yeah, your country as a whole. And they would say, you know, oh, you guys don't even know what a vegetable is. You, uh, you know, all you do is you have to run serpentine to your car every morning because you're, you're avoiding the hail of gunfire. You're, you know, just, just, you know, huge run serpentine. Yeah. Huge like it. generalizations, you know, about the country as a whole, like taking inner city Detroit and comparing it to, you know, the Hamptons, everything, everything's yeah. the same. Okay. Um, so saying that, so after listening to someone bash and bash and bash, then they'll stop their conversation and be like, oh, I got to go. I'm going to go see the new DiCaprio movie, you know, or, or, or. I'm going to see the new DiCaprio movie, which was released in the U.S. four yes. months earlier. Yeah, or, well, not even that. It's just all they care about then is watching American-produced television and movies and games 
and all that stuff. So which well, which one is it then? Do you fucking hate America or do you fucking love America? Like, pick one. Yeah, it's. I feel like this is aimed at somebody, and I think I've heard stories before, and I know who it is. Well, I'm like you said, fifty percent of the country. Is no, it's not. Bill, I, but I, I, you can name a no, name. I, I, I don't. I can't, I'm not thinking of a specific person here. Oh, interesting. For real. Um, because I, I can think of somebody who just bagged on about America and American eating and American culture pretty hard. Oh yeah, that's and you weren't real happy with it. Yeah, that was an old chick. Yeah. But like you said, it is fifty percent of the country, and yeah, I I can't I can, like you said I can't argue with that because having worked with a lot of Americans over the last ten years, um, you know, in confined spaces with them, like it's not like you know you run into them once every few days or something. Like I'm talking to these guys daily, right? And you talk to other Australians that I was working with, and and you know they they look at these guys and go, oh, it's just a dumb redneck. Uh, you yeah. Know? And don't get me wrong, I have definitely met a few dumb rednecks. Yeah, me too. But I'm not going to generalize the entire country off those dumb rednecks because I've also met some incredibly smart, some incredibly intelligent people who go on, don't stop. Nothing and but good looking. Th- who are not th- well, I wasn't going to go there. I was going to oh. let, you know, I was going to let pictures that may surface one day. What kind of podcast is this? Boring. Well, it doesn't have that visual aspect. Oh, right. Okay. The um, <laughs> they, they they you know these are some of the most friendly, hospitable, down to earth, intelligent people I've met, and that goes from you know I, I've met guys from back swamps of fuck Louisiana and Mississippi. Like I, I met a guy, I don't remember his last name, so it's not really any threat. I'll probably accidentally remember it and say it, but. A guy named Wayne who had literally spent his entire life living in Louisiana. The furthest he'd ever gone was, I think it was a 40-minute boat ride out to an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico. He used to drive to the beach, get on a crew boat, take the boat out to the rig, go on the rig and come back in. And when he came in one year, his boss called him up and said, Hey, Wayne, we want to send you to Australia. What do you think? And he said, well, I have to talk to my wife. <laughs> and she she sat down with him and, and his kids sat down with him and were like, where, where do they want you to go? And he said, Australia. They know shit. Had to look on Google to find where <laughs> Australia was. Right. When they looked, they were like, how the fuck are you going to get there? <laughs> he says, they're going to send me on a plane. They were shit scared yeah. that he was going to die and crash in a plane. Because all they knew of planes was plane crashes. Yeah. Because they had never, no one in their family had ever flown anywhere, been on planes. They were just mind blown that the company would send him the other side of the world on a plane to go to work. And they were so anti it that they wanted, like he had to fly from, from I'm not sure which town in, in Louisiana he flew to. I'm just going to guess it was Lafayette. It's a pretty fair guess. He had to fly from there to Houston, Houston to Los Angeles, Los Angeles to Sydney, Sydney to Perth, Perth up to, I'm assuming we were flying off Caratha, up to Caratha to fly out to a rig. And he had to call and check in after each flight. Like, he left Louisiana and flew to Houston. That's a 40-minute flight. They wanted to know, are you alive? Did the plane crash? No, he's (laughs) fucking fine. Houston to LA, that's another short flight. Are you okay? Is everything fine? Has there been any incidents? No, it's fucking fine. Like, 
They were so worried. But he came all the way out and was just, you like, his eyes were fucking like overcoat buttons. Just, wow, this is amazing. You know, I'm getting to fly around the world and was so appreciative and so interested in learning, like, about us and about Australia and about things and trying foods he'd never tried before. And, like, literally every single one of us that he met and talked to, he's invited us all to his house. Like, oh, if you're ever in in my town, come and see me, you know, come come and have dinner with me. Uh, you can stay at my house. Like, the most hospitable, nicest guy. He wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, but he was nothing but nice. Right. And, you know, people don't think of that here for Americans. They think of arrogant, loud obnoxious people and i mean don't get me wrong i've met a couple of those but honestly i can say the majority of americans i've met are the complete opposite like nobody can do enough for you right and here look at just take a sample of let's just go back to the our western take a sample of those guys and you're gonna find an idiot a smart guy, mm-hmm. a funny guy, mm-hmm. another yep. idiot, and Keep going. <laughs> a, a super athletic person, super athletic person, not athletic person, uh, someone that yeah. likes, um, you know, hot dogs with mustard on it, someone that likes hot dogs with only tomato sauce on it, someone, you know, and just of those 25 people, you're getting 24 completely different people. And that's Whoa. from a one tiny area in Perth. So how how can you say, oh, all Australians are this or all whatever is that? And that's why I haven't said all. I've said most when I'm doing this. Yeah, and I, but I still think you're right. I mean, it's definitely at least half, if not most. And it's it's I think it's not founded on fact. Like it, it's not like they've had these into interactions interactions i was gonna say interventions it's not like they've had these interactions with horrible american people and have formed this opinion it's just it's the same as you know we think all new zealanders fuck sheep everyone from south africa is an asshole people Mm -hmm. from america are rude loud and obnoxious Mm -hmm. it's it's a stereotype that's just been followed and you know put out again and again and again now you and I can both sit here and say, you know, we've met tons of people that aren't these stereotypes. But I I believe that stereotypes are there for a pretty good reason because that yep. group has earned it. Now, yes. when we're talking about Americans, I think people look as look at the defense, you know, budget and like the way that America I don't, I mean, Postures I guess the common term is like, in the world. yeah, like polices the world or like is, you know, kind of everywhere. And they yeah. just assume that all Americans are for that or, you know, whatever. So I think the the thing that bothers me is that the stereotype for Americans is just much broader than the stereotype for other people, I guess. It's, it's just so broad and everybody gets sucked into it. There's 350 million people in America how yeah how to, to paint how, everybody with that that's a big brush to paint a lot of people with right 
And so when I say, you know, Australian stuff, I'm not talking like when I say Australians like Vegemite, I don't feel like I'm going out on a limb there. I feel like that's a stereotype that it's a stereotype for a reason. But it's yeah. it's 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 a small one. It's it's not all Australians, you know, are I don't know. All Australians are men. You know, you can't say that. Yeah, that would be too broad because you went to Australia yeah. for a, a day one time working at a labor camp and everyone there was a dude. So now everyone in Australia is a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever. Um, yeah, I like stereotypes. Stereotypes are fun. That's why I don't drive next to Asians. All right. So what are we doing here? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> oh, shit. Sad but true. Um, I think I only got one more, and it's 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 going to sound like a... <laughs> like a big broad scope like thing it's censure it's censors censorship oh yes but i only want to talk about the stick of truth and not being able to see randy get fucked in the ass by an anal probe see i i kind of want to know what else we missed like obviously there was randy being fucked in the ass by an anal probe i'm sure there there was an abortion at some point uh yeah but that wasn't yeah but that wasn't like the abortion was you all you just saw was his legs up in the air and you were taking so it'd be similar to the abortion of the snook yeah you were taking a big hook and moving it left and right you didn't actually see (laughs) you didn't actually see the the you know fetus get impaled and dismembered yeah either way we Um, didn't get that when you opened up one of the doors in the on the house, there was a man fucking a horse. He was up on a step stool. Did you see that one? He was wearing a uh, no. We didn't see that one. He was wearing a like a S and M mask, and the horse was wearing a hood. Nope. No, we saw the guy jacking off and the naked lady. Yep, and then see the other one was a guy fucking a horse on a step stool. That was good. Um, I'm trying to think of what other I don't know. It's it all could have been censored. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> You think about exactly. it exactly like the, where do you, the, there's where do you so draw much the line? in there that could have been why why are we allowed to explore mr slave's ass yeah exactly why are we allowed to do an abortion on a snook which talks back to you like a woman while you're sticking things in it but yeah you're not allowed to see randy marsh fucked with an anal probe you're not allowed to do randy marsh's abortion and i think there was at least three other censored parts I can't remember yeah. exactly where they were, but I feel like that whole that the first one was obviously Randy in the abortion clinic. Once you got up to the tower yeah. and Randy and Mr. Well, the anal probe would have been the Most first one. Spaceship. Yeah. Was no, no, no. Wasn't wasn't the abortion clinic before the anal probe? No, it can't be because you no. had to get the uh the you had to your go to anal bed. probe first. Yeah, you had to get your yeah. anal probe. That's right. So there was a bunch in the spaceship. There yep. was obviously the that was all just clinic anal, and then, just getting fucked in the ass. Yeah, all those in ones the spaceship. In the spaceship. Well, yeah, everything good that happened in the spaceship was censored. And why? Because butt sex is bad, or cartoon butt sex is bad. What's the problem? Yeah, I don't know. You know what? I'm gonna type that in. What, I'm assuming somewhere like I'm sure I could see them on YouTube somewhere. 
I don't know if I care that much. No, no. Actually, not... I do know that I do care that much. All right, here we I go. Know. Seven. There you go. Seven banned moments in South Park. Oh, it's a video. Come on. Um, it's it's this isn't the first time it's happened though. Be- I want to I I want to say it wasn't South Park, but I do remember at some point there was another game that was being released. It might have been Grand Theft Auto, and they were talking about banning it altogether in Australia. Yeah. Instead, they had to severely change it just to get it past the censors and get it in the country. I know Bully was another one that literally just got banned. Uh-huh. It's, um, it's kind of ridiculous how many... I think... I'm going to have a look here. What's... I've seen a list of banned video games in Australia. The fact that there is a fucking Wikipedia page... 50 Cent Bulletproof. Wow, that's old as shit. Refused classification. Got edited a censored version to get it in as MA15. Like, why do we have to have MA15? Why can't we? South Park, The Stick of Truth. Banned due to a scene of sexual violence involving minors. Well, I'm guessing that's the uh, the getting butt-fucked by an anal probe in the spaceship. Yeah. And a version was released replacing said scene with a title card. So that was edited down to an R18. It was because of the, the well, because it was a minor. Witcher 2 was refused yeah. classification and then edited to become MA15. Banned what? because of sex related to incentive and rewards. <laughs> so I feel like I've seen you being online playing The Witcher. Yeah. Or The Witcher 2. Or was it Witcher 3 or 4 or something? Uh, I just bought The Witcher 3, but then I got The Witcher 2 for free, so I'm going to play The Witcher 2 first. Okay. I'm like a minute and into it. I don't understand. Like, I can understand, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I can understand them wanting to edit out rape being related to an incentive and a reward, like certain other games it's been used in. Okay. But if it's just using sex as an incentive, isn't that an incentive that most things in the world of, like... Well, that's how the, 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 new things come, <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. Yeah. State of Decay banned due to drug use related to incentives and rewards. Censored version was later released. You were playing that, weren't you? Was yeah. Well? Yeah, I was playing a little bit. That's right, because I, I got it and it was different. Oh, okay. Uh... So there's a six-minute... Goria, that's an old game, banned because of a scene involving rape. There's a six-minute video on Kotaku that shows yep. all the um, censored scenes. So I'm just watching. It's just been the probes, nice. and then and then you uh, taking a pickaxe to the fetus after it pops out. Nice. But oh, they're, all like, they're all cutscenes. They're not like part of the game. Yeah. This is how pathetic Australia is. Duke Nukem 3D was originally banned and then unbanned because it was edited to reduce the sex and violent levels. Wow. And then they later released it uncensored. So it came out, they had to lower the levels to get it in, and then it was unedited and let out again. Fallout 3 originally banned due to drug use related to incentives and awards. That's why Morphine is called MedX. Really? Because that was too close to being realistic. Grand Theft Auto, originally released uncut, later banned due to sexual violence involving prostitutes. 
censored version was later released, PC version was later released uncut. I'm pretty sure I still bash the prostitutes in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas classification revoked following the hot coffee controversy. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Oh, it was a mini game in there. Yeah, hot coffee was just you having sex nice. in Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Well, look at Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Grand Theft Auto 4. Yeah. All pre-censored to get it through and then uncut and released later. Left for Dead 2. High impact, gory violence. You you shooting zombies? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Well, it's just another thing where they're just, um, you know, they're con- they're they're controlling your options. They're not giving you the options. You know, because well, they think I mean, everyone's the stupid is, and needs to be coddled, and everyone's a pussy. So we're not going to rely on you know, good morals you or can, good parents you or whatever to, to do that. So we're going to have to do it for you because we don't trust you to do it. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, you know, and we can get, and like, it's, I was just reading the thing. It's <laughs> only recently, I want to see what year it was. Originally video games could only go up to MA15. You couldn't get a R18 classification for a game. Da, 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 which would be available by the end. 2013 was when you could get an R-rated game. Before that, if it didn't fit into the ratings of MA15, boom, gone. Yeah, that's You could not bring it into this country. It's pathetic. And it's like, are we children or are we adults? Yeah. I mean, children, don't get me wrong. I've got no problem with stopping that kind of content getting to children. If the, if the kid's nine years old, he does not need to see you having sex with prostitutes and then shooting them to get your money back or no. or sticking things in Randy Marsh's eyes. No. I have no problem with them the not parent. seeing that. Yes, that's the parent needs to but just I'm an be adult. Like, hey. Yes, exactly. If I want to see that, I should be allowed to. Yeah, and if you hadn't seen that, then I haven't done my job of saying, hey, you got to play this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it took a long time. I, I, the sad bit is, I I can't remember what I was talking. We, we started talking about gaming during the juniors training the other day, and they asked what I was playing. I said, "Oh, you know, Battlefield," and lately South Park. And they're like, "The Stick of Truth." And I'm like, <laughs> "How the fuck do you lot know about the Stick of Truth? They all played it when it came out. Wow. Shit's not new. It's a no. couple of years old. Oh, yeah. And these kids are like 14 now. I'm like." Were you guys like ten when you played this? And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Like, where where are your parents stopping you from doing this? Because, like you said, you know, never mind those scenes that were taken out. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on in that game that little kids have no part. On an unrelated they note, should have no part. Now there's a whole bunch of rapes and pro and anal probes going on at West Sterling Baseball Park by the juniors. Well. There was definitely one. There's definitely one kid who would fit in perfectly as a monitor. <laughs> oh, at least the best bit is I didn't even say it to him. One of the other kids did. Oh, perfect! I was like, "Fantastic! You're now yeah. my favorite." Touch of the ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Leisure suit Larry was also banned at some point. Yeah, that was that was my first, um, like, not okay. Not safe for work or whatever video game. 
Oh, I want to say mine was one. Like, I'm, but then I'm Grand Theft Auto. Like, Grand Theft Auto was the main one for sure. Grand Theft Auto changed everything. Yeah, but there was a game, and I I thought it was called Seawolf Two Thousand, or I, I I'm not going to remember it, the name of it, and it's because I always forget. Now I got. A lot of games, I want to say it was about 1991, 92. This is when you would get a 1.44 megabyte floppy disk yeah. and you could fit 10, 10 fucking games would fit on it. Yeah. And you were like, this is the shit. And I got this game and it was you. the whole idea was you were a spy and you're in Hawaii <laughs> and you're trying to find some bad dude and then you're going from there to a submarine. And then once you're in a submarine, it was like a submarine simulator after that. And this version that we had would crash at the submarine bit every single fucking time. It didn't matter what we did, how many different things we tried. We always crashed at the submarine and we never got to do it. But as the spy cruising around the island, to get the information, you had to have sex with the lady. So you had to go and find drinks, find out what she liked, <laughs> find out what time she was going to be at the bar, oh, go and dance so with her, work. and then you would go back to her room. It, <laughs> it was a huge amount of work, and it looked like Canada from um, uh, South Park. It was that kind of quality, so it was just yeah, shit. Yeah. And, I mean, you never saw them do anything, but you saw them kiss, you saw them walk towards the bed, and then it faded to black, right. and then it would come back, and they're both, like, laying in the bed smoking. Yeah, and you and your buddy and are just sitting there giggling with each other. We're like, fucking yeah. Well, not yeah. fucking, but we're like, yeah, yeah. they did it. <laughs> we didn't really know what that was, but they were doing it. And then you got to the submarine. So, I mean, that was, you know, I must have been 10 when we were playing this. But it it doesn't matter because it was still not. You know, running around and using a dildo as a weapon, like in Stick of Truth. Yeah. that That's a whole different fucking level. <laughs> it's, that's a new level. And I don't care. Like, I'm cool with that for me. Yeah. But for 10-year-olds? Right. Shit, no. They shouldn't be using the Vibrator 2000 or the whatever, the Vibra Wand or whatever the fuck they called it. Vibra Blade. <laughs> It was effective, though. It was fucking... It did the job. Yeah. <laughs> the the halbard and then the viper blade. Yeah. Like, like or, or they shouldn't be creeping around Mr. Slave's ass and then having to find the batteries to turn on or turn on a, a, a vibrator in his ass just so you can get through to the next bit by dislodging some shit. Yeah. They should not know that stuff. No, they shouldn't. And... Well... They're gonna know it, though. But they shouldn't. Oh, yeah. No, you, you can't stop it because no. they can type in whatever they want on Google. Uh, exactly. But it's not saying they should. But that's it's I, then it's again a that's where bit worrying, but kind of good. They probably don't understand. Well, that's where as your, much of it your, as they think they do. Your mom or dad needs to just you know take control of that situation, you know, Definitely. and just be a little bit more aware um, of what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And stick of truth. Well, of anything. That's not the kids' fault. That's See, definitely not the the government or the censure censors. God, I cannot say fucking censorship. <laughs> well, see, I think that that's this is this is a it's generational not their, it's not, issue, though. Yeah, but it's not their problem. They shouldn't. 
it's not their problem. It's and it's they shouldn't have to do the parenting for the parents. But I think, like I said, it's a generational issue. And what it is is the parents of kids in the last, I want to say, five ten years, uh, have aren't the of the age that have seen this stuff and know that it's a game or it's a joke or it's just a funny TV show or something. So when they see it, yeah. They're like, no, no, this should be censored. They shouldn't have any access to this. Whereas the 10 years later, like, you know, me, who's grown up seeing South Park, Family Guy, even Simpsons is kind of fucked up these days, this kind of stuff, and seeing these cartoons as I've grown up, come time that I've got kids, I'm not going to be expecting the government to censor all this shit and stop it because I know what it is. I'll be like, yeah, you ain't watching that. Fucking simple as that. Until at such point that they understand and you can explain to them and say, hey, this is a cartoon. It's made up. There are some things in here that are real life things, but this isn't real life. You need to understand that. If you understand that, you can watch that. Yeah, I agree. But we'll see. We'll give it 10 years and we'll see what happens. Anyway, thanks anyone for listening. Very much. We'll have another podcast, I'm sure, soon with something else highly entertaining. Hopefully you'll listen again.